lovelies. <sighs> Guess what, guys? I have just found out that I have a Japanese listener, or a listener based or stationed in Japan. Um, I was freaking out a few episodes ago about Morocco and Ghana. And now I also have Japan, along with the countries that I've been listening beforehand. So I am so excited. I'm so happy. I am just a tad bit sad that most of it is still from the U.S. That's fine. But um, I just wanted to, I just wanted to go ahead and make a quick little announcement. Or not really an announcement, but a sort of, um, I just wanted to catch you up on um, Always a Witch. So Carmen, who is um, the the witch that we found out about in the first episode, she's the main character. Um, okay, so <sighs> I'm not going to spoil it too much. I have four episodes to go and then I'm finished with the, in- excuse me, I had a knee ball. I'm a little belchy today. I cannot believe it's the last four episodes. You know, I'm actually upset that there are only 18 episodes. And it's a really good show and it had a really good premise. One of the things that I think that they really should not have done, spoiler alert, is allow other people who were not in the magical world to know that they were witches. I I was thoroughly upset, sad. Now, it's really, it's not super, super popular on Netflix. I mean, you have to be into witchy, wizardy kind of things, you know, uh, mystical, like, uh, you know, magic powers and things like that. So, if you're mostly a uh, crime-solving person or a person who loves drama or, you know, reality TV shows, of course you're not going to watch Always a Witch. But I'm glad for the people who actually did um, go ahead and watch the well listen to the episode with me within the podcast that was something that was very special to me personally I was very happy um that everyone listened whoever listened I don't know who all listened but I do know that I'm super happy for um those who actually stayed. Now, in the show, the only thing that I was really upset about was the fact that they let people know that they were witches too soon. Her love story um, kind of diminished and it pushed more for her um, kind of just being independent of a relationship, which is good. It's nice that they have a good character um who is likable and people want to know more about her the only thing that I'm sad about is that they didn't get renewed for another season but knowing Netflix 
they probably would have done a five-episode season and hurt the hearts of many. So, well, when I say many, I mean me. But, um, I know, what do I know? I know that, um, you know, they have to establish a pattern or whatever. But I just recently got into Stranger Things. My sister is a big fan of that. And it's like 10 episodes, like a season. And I think they're on their fourth season. Are they on their fourth season? They're filming the fourth season. Okay, so what we are going to do, because this is just a catch-you-up. Um, so, I hope that... Okay, see here. Listen, I want to get paid for this episode, just in case you watch it. A lot of people do not watch, or well, not watch, but they don't listen to my announcement. My analytics tells me that, and I'm just like, you know what? Maybe I should stop making announcements. Whatever. It's okay. It's cool. The only thing is, is that when I am trying to set a schedule for myself, my work life gets really hectic, or, you know, just my regular day-to-day life. I just kind of want to come home, sleep, eat something. I don't know what, maybe air, and wash my work clothes and then go to work the next morning. I really don't want to do anything else, but I'm trying to push myself to be able to do more than just the mundane for 2021, because 2020 is a, I don't even know what to call it, it's a, it's a year, like, just, I, I don't know, I don't know what to call it. I don't even want to call it anything. Okay, so we are now entering Netflix. And I gotta wait till it loads. So I'm just gonna let you guys know what's on my list because I am obviously crazy about Netflix. My, I have a cousin, she doesn't really like everything that's on Netflix. And I'm like, well, why not? Because Netflix is boring and it doesn't have this and it doesn't have that. And I'm just like, really? She's the kind of person who does not like to look at, uh, you know, just different things. She likes her little realm or whatever she likes. So, let's see. Can you... Okay, so I'm just going to go to my list and just, like, I have a bunch of things on my list. Um, so there might be more Netflix and chill with moi. Okay, so we're going to start at the very bottom because those are the ones that I wanted to look at until they brought new ones. Um, I also wanted to watch Love Water for Chocolate. I watched it when I was super young, and I remember just 
like a few things from it, but I don't remember a lot from it. And most of what I have on my list is like their documentaries. So um, they're like hours long and some of them are documentary series and others are, um, you know, like uh, autobiographical, autobiographical, I don't know what I was talking about. Okay, um, they're autobiography type-esque shows and some are like two hour movies. Like, okay, okay, at the very bottom... Uh, first one that's up is When They See Us. It is a Black Lives Matter collection limited series. Um, here's what it says. They were boys, but the world saw them as monsters. The case against them would divide a city, and it was built on lies. So, I'm just going to put it out there. All the young boys who play... Uh, the Exonerated Five, um, they're pretty cute, and that's part of why I was interested in watching it the first time. However, I actually watched this twice, and I, I want to react to it, it's just, I get super emotional, and I get really sad when I look at it, but, um, the next one is the king two hours and 20 minutes of this timothy chalamet or chalamet chalamet whatever timothy chalamet ah okay i don't care um he's a uh, real popular with the young girls i don't know maybe i'm too old i'm probably too old or whatever anyway this is a 2019 rated r film that is, um, uh, it was originated for Netflix. It says, yesterday he was a drunken fool. Today he's a king. With the crown heavy on his head, he holds England's fate in his hands. And it stars, um, Timothy with Joel Egger, Ed, uh, Egerton, the guy from, um, uh, the new Great Gatsby with Leonardo DiCaprio with his um, so he's so gorgeous. He's a gorgeous Batman. And Robert Pattinson is in it. Yay, Edward or Cedric to some of you older people. And it's a Shakespearean inspired historical drama. And then third on the list, this is again from the bottom up. It is always a witch. Yes. Okay, so two two seasons, two thousand nineteen. In 1646, she was a slave. In the present, she's learning to harness her power. Dark magic has met its match with the time-traveling witch. This was created by Anna Maria Pada. Um, and then there are a bunch of Spanish words that I can't pronounce. I'm not going to try. Oh, also, I have to tell you guys. I stopped listening to the English dub thing because it, it, it wasn't hitting my heart. <laughs> so I listened to it in the original Spanish Colombian, um, sub, well, not subtitles, but the accents and their actual language that the actual actors speak. And I just. 
strengthened my reading skills and I really love it. It's really awesome. Uh, it's based on a novel, Yol Broha by Isidore Chacon. Um, Chacon. I don't know how to say that. Anyway, uh, Jenna Key, his name is Dylan something. He is hilarious. He's so funny. And he's just the cutest thing. Okay, so up there is uh, Halka, and it's a 2018 film. It's an hour and 50 minutes long. The synopsis says, he's from a simple, convenient, wait, he's from even a simple, convenient, oh, no, wait, hold on. Let me start it over. Where he's from. Even a simple convenience is a pipe dream, but this pint-sized hero isn't one to just flush it away. It's a national award-winning, directed um, by uh, Madhab, and it fuses family drama with social commentary, and it is a festival, not a festival, it's a festival favorite. Um, it's an Indian movie, it's in the Hindi language, so I'm pretty sure that I'm going to, let me check this down a little bit, I'm pretty sure that I'm going to listen to it in the native, uh, language. I rarely ever like anything that's English dubbed, I mean certain anime I can't even watch or listen to in English dub because it's just too much. Now! Here we go. Beauty and the Beast. This is a... It ended in 2016. It was a um, made-for-TV series. Series. It's four seasons. I only got midway through the third season before um, I had to take it back to the library. And then we went ahead and... By the time we took it back, uh, a lot of things were just going crazy in our lives. And we ended up moving so when i found it on netflix i immediately put it on my uh i immediately put it on the the to watch for later it's a modern take on beauty and the beast obviously we are going to get into that and it's going to be later so that's when i'm going to give you an in-depth synopsis and of course i'm going to give you spoilers because i'm that jerk anyway Love for Sale is a 2018 um, television film for 14 and older. It's an hour 40 minutes. It says Richard accepts a bet that he can't find a companion to a friend's wedding, not knowing the dating app he's using includes a 45-day contract. Okay, and so it is an Indonesian movie. It's a drama, and it's directed by Indy Bakarti Yosef and I I think it's also in native Indonesian language. Okay, Verses of Love. It's a 2008 film, two hours and five minutes long. It says his faith guides him but his heart's tearing him apart. Can this man seeking a soulmate somehow stay true to both? So, um, oh, an in-depth synopsis says polygamy, piety, and personal principles collide for a charming and con- congenial 
congenial, I was about to say conjugal, my bad, young university student struggling in a four-way love triangle. And it's a movie based on a book. It's an Indonesian film, and the main guy is Cutie Pie. Okay, let's move on. Never have I ever... I saw... I Okay, see, there's always this stigma of... Oh my god, he's gorgeous. Okay, there's almost, there's always this stigma of, you know, hashtag minorities not having, or not um, being able to carry the weight of a show or anything like that unless they're being stereotypical or, or bad at, you know, just being human. But I love the idea of Never Have I Ever. I love the trailers. I haven't actually gotten... Ew, he's eating a rotten onion. I'm sorry. <laughs> the um, trailer is playing while I'm reading it. Um, oh, it says, it's official. Another season is coming. Getting the grades too easy. Getting through grief too hard. This year's, wait, this year there's one goal on her mind. Getting the guy. Okay, so it's called Never Have I Ever. I think it's, the title is based off a game that uh, is only about five or maybe six years old. Mm -hmm. it's, a, it's a regular party game. This is a 2020 show. First season was highly successful. And I'm just going to be completely honest with you. I was looking for one actor. And he happens to play um, a significant part in, well, not really significant, but he's integral to this girl's life, and obviously I'm watching it for him, but I stayed because of her charisma, so I can't wait to watch that. Okay, next up, Dark Tourist. It's a 2018 um, made-for-TV season. No, it's not made-for-TV. Oh, I don't know what this rating is. Oh, it's TV Mature. My bad. Okay. Uh, it's only one season. It's a Netflix original series. It says, Beaches, Theme Parks, Yawn. A dark tourist performs places made infamous by, or infamous by murder, mystery, and misfortune. And the host for it is, I forgot his name. I only watched one episode because it was uh, getting pretty disturbing to me. Um, I watched the Dahmer episode because when I was younger, I had an infinite attraction to Dahmer. Don't judge me. Anyway, the next one is Tom and Jerry, The Magic Ring. Now, I love Tom and Jerry. I owned this movie before we moved to this state, before we moved into our own place, before we moved into the place we are in now. You probably didn't understand that. Anyway, okay, it's a 2001 film. <clears throat> it's for younger viewers. It's 59 minutes, so it's an hour long. It says, when a young wizard leaves Tom to guard his priceless magic ring, Jerry gets the ring stuck on his head, um, igniting a series of slapstick, slapstick antics. My bad. I really do <laughs> like this... Uh, this what you call it. Uh, the cast is Richard Kine, uh, Dana Hill, and Andy McAfee. Or McAfee. I don't know what that is. Anyway, 
second one, another one. I just found this movie out maybe like a year or two ago. It's called Pan's Labyrinth. I love this. Uh, Guillermo del Toro. I'll just call him del Toro. I, I love his imagination. Um, it's a fantastical tale. It's an Oscar award winning movie because he's awesome. It's an hour and 15 minutes, an hour and 59 minutes long. So it's two hours. Um, it says the young girl's torn, uh, is in war torn Spain and she finds a secret maze. She's either a lost princess or she's lost her mind. I, I, I love it actually. I love the detail and uh, it's just awesome. Oh, and this, of course, I stopped listening to the um, actual English because the Spanish was just that. It was so awesome. Okay, and then we have Disney's, 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 no, Disney, The Princess and the Frog. I don't know what I was saying or why I was saying that. <sighs> Representation Matters Collection. This is a 2009 film. It is historic for being um, Disney's first black princess, just as um, Jasmine was Disney's first. Um, no, wait, I don't know. I think it was because Pocahontas was in 93, I think. And, um,. I wasn't even born then, but I'm just like, I don't know, because Mulan, well, she wasn't exactly white, but I don't even know. Anyway, it's between uh, Pocahontas and Jasmine, and if I may be frank, Pocahontas was always my favorite, because she can paint with all the colors. To the wind, you can only yourself. Okay, never mind. Um, okay, it says when a lighthearted prince, Prince Naveen. Now, see, I am not a pervert, okay? I really am not, but he's a very handsomely drawn cartoon. He is gorgeous. She's so lucky. Um, besides uh, Eugene Fitzpatrick. And, I don't know, Spin is not all cute. <sighs> it would have to be between Eugene, a.k.a. Flynn Rider, Naveen, Prince Naveen, um, The Beast, obviously Belle's boo-thang, her husband, and Eric, Ariel's man. Um, those are the top ones that are just real handsome to me. You know, because handsome faces matter. Anyway, we're moving on. Um, what the F is going on? It's a 2019 uh, TV mature rating. It's an hour 26 minutes long. It's featuring extensive interviews. This documentary takes a critical look at the gender inequality in Spain as, feminist, as the feminist movement aims to shift reality. 
<clears throat> Let's see. I have no problem with French. Well, not on the surface. But, um, I don't think I'm going to. I think I'll just listen to the English. Of, you know. Okay. Anyway, next is School Days. School Days is a uh, Black Lives Matter collection. I don't know it from that. I know it actually from... Um, I watched it a long time ago when I was little, and then I ended up buying it. <laughs> it's a 1988 rated R, two-hour movie, um, and it's uh, it says a Spike Lee joint. He calls them movies and films now, but when he was younger, they were joints. Um, it says, on this campus, there's no shortage of conflict or controversy, and during homecoming weekend, it's all going down. So, um, <clears throat> uh, Spike Lee is the director. He also plays, um, <clears throat> Half Pint in the movie. I watch it every, every two or maybe three years. I don't know. Um, it has Lawrence Fishburne in it. I like him. It has Giancarlo Esposito. It has Tisha Campbell Martin. And, um, it also has, I forget her name, but, um, she's also, uh, I forget her name, but she's important. I just forgot her. That's all. Okay, so, Habibi, wait, um, <clears throat> Habibi and Ayanun, or Anun, it's a 2012, um, TV, 14 and older movie. It's two hours and four minutes long. Uh, the synopsis. Oh my gosh. Is that the same one? <sighs> okay, it says movies based on real life, movies based on books. Now, this is weird. I think it's the same guy. The one that I thought was cute in the other movie. Um, anyway, it's an Indonesian movie. It says pain, sacrifice, political dreams, personal setbacks. Their bond endured it all. This is their one-of-a-kind love story. Um, I can't wait to watch it. Well, actually I can, but I want to watch it. Now, the next one is um, a Netflix film. It's called Chopsticks. It's 2018, TV rated mature, an hour 40 minutes long. And it says, a gifted but insecure woman embarks on a transformative journey when she enlists in an enigmatic con man to recover her stolen car from an eccentric thug. It's an Indian movie, Hindi language. Um... I would like to watch it. Certain movies I can only watch with food. I don't know why. It's just me. Deal with it. Okay. Here we go. Verses of Love 2. So obviously I'm going to watch that after I watch the first Verses of Love. Because it only makes sense. 2017. Two hour movie in six minutes. It's a TV 14 and up. A lecturer in Scotland. A volunteer in the Gaza Strip. The world's apart, but memories stay alive. Okay. It's based on books. It's an Indonesian film. I don't know. 
If now see, I haven't watched it. I haven't watched the first one, so obviously we have to do things in the proper order. Now the next one is Sat Shri Apala or Apala. I don't know. 2008. It's a two-hour, 21-minute film. The model. Oh gosh. Okay. I think he's a Sikh. This is. He looks funny. Okay. It's an Indian movie, uh, Punjabi language. Based on true events, this moving story centers on a Punjabi family, uh, a Punjabi family whose celebration of their faith endures in the face of conflicting attitudes. Now, I will just be honest. I thought the cover was interesting, and so I said I'm going to watch it. So, I cannot wait. Oh my gosh. These outfits are amazing. They look nice. <clears throat> okay, next one. Love and Shoe S H U K L A. Shukla? Shukla. I don't know. Consummating this marriage won't be anything less than awkward with the groom's family sleeping in the same room. Okay, so I don't know much about intercultural marriage um, celebrations or ceremonies, but it's a 2017 film. It's an hour and 50 minutes long. It's TV-rated mature, and it's an Indian movie with a Hindi language, and the director is Siddhartha, J. Siddhartha. <laughs> okay, never mind. <clears throat> Going on. Um, Black Man, White Skin. It's a 2015 TV PG, um, rating. An hour, 18 minute long. It says, this film chronicles the health and social problems that African albinos face and details the fight waged on their behalf by advocacy groups in Spain. It's a documentary film, social and cultural docs. Um. That's the genre that it's in. And uh, to be honest, I think I've only met one albino person in my life. And I did look at them very weirdly because I'm rude. Uh, I regret that. <sighs> okay. Um, Johnny Test. I love Johnny Test series ended in 2013 it's obviously a tv show for children it's six seasons long i usually watch this wait let me pause this because they talk a lot so do i but i don't want anyone over talking me anyway um i usually just put this on when i'm super tired and i don't want to get into anything too deep or i've been watching scooby-doo for a long time and I would rather just listen to them in the background. Like, now, to me personally, they are background noise. But, um, I love Jenny Test. And it's about, you know, this little big-headed, uh, child and his twin sisters and their parents and his talking dog. They are scientists his sisters, and I think his dad is in real estate. No, his mom is in real estate, and his dad is in something else. I'm not sure. 
But um, let's move on to Pinnipat's The Great Betrayal. Okay, so this is a 2019 TV um, 14 rating movie. It is 2 hours and 50 minutes long. In the 18th century, wait, in 18th century India, I love period pieces, the Maratha commander leads his army in preparation for a fierce battle against Afghan invaders in this film based on real events. Um, so, one thing about it, it's, it's based on real life, it's an Indian movie, and the details in which they showcast their design. I love it. I love it. If I watch this, I'll just turn into like a fashion major. Like, oh my goodness, do you see this? Do you see that? And of course you don't see it because this is a podcast. Anyway, moving on. The Wishing Tree. It's a 2017. You know what? Some of these things, I think that they're lying. Because I, I watch a lot of... Okay. Okay, I don't know what I'm saying. Uh, okay, so 2017 is what it says on... Um, that's what it says on the Netflix app. So I'm just gonna... I'm gonna put some trust in it. I'm gonna have faith. Okay, um, it's an hour 56 minutes long. Um, it says... The synopsis is five children living on the edge of a forest band together to save magic to save a magical wishing tree from destruction and find their own paths to happiness let me take a drink of water <clears throat> all right so i think it's a um kids music music and mu- uh in musicals um that's under the whole realm of it um let me see half and half I used to watch this this a lot. Um, it's it ended in two thousand five, I think, or it started. I'm not sure. It's four seasons. I am currently on season three, episode twenty two. So I have about two more episodes before I'm done with the third season, and then I'm gonna give it a break and then come back after I've started something else. Just so that you know, I don't get tired of it. I actually really do love the show. Uh, It says they had contrasting childhoods growing up and never really knew each other. But maybe they aren't so different after all. They are sisters and they're half-sisters. And (laughs) it's a bit of a... Some things are just cultural things that clash is basically what that is but yeah it's a good show outlander i really do like outlander what you like outlander as well no okay so the guy he's like ah, he's a red-headed hound he's cute when he's clean but when he's dirty i'm like ew he's <laughs> just gross and ugly well, I don't know. It's weird to me the way that I act with this sometimes. I'm on season one, episode nine, so I haven't even, you know, gotten in well into it. Um, but, um, 
Hold on just one moment. There's someone at the door. Okay, so I answered the door. You might hear the door opening and closing because <sighs> children. Okay, anyway, so it's three seasons long. It either it either ended or started in 2017. I'm not sure. I kind of don't really care at this moment. I mean, like, the first nine episodes, whirlwind of emotions, okay? Excuse me. Um, but let me read the synopsis. It says, She's a modern woman trapped in a brutal past, and the path to escape is riddled with dangers and unexpected desires. That's the red-headed hunk I was telling you about. Uh, this romantic odyssey earned three Golden Globe nods and won most binge-worthy show at the Critics' Choice TV Awards. Uh, I would binge-watch binge it, but I have to binge-watch it with food. Like, I can't just binge-watch anything without snacking on something because then I'm like... I don't know. Like, I don't know. For me, when I'm watching some form of entertainment, I usually have to have something to drink or eat. Because, I don't know, I just enjoy the movie more that way. Call me fat. Whatever. I won't say it's fat shaming because I don't think it is. The next one is Sister. Sister! It's the 1998 a TV show, it's six seasons, it's Representation Matters Collection. They've never met before. Now they're moving in together. And even if their parents clash, nothing's keeping them apart. So, T and Tamara are sisters. They're twin sisters at birth. Um, in almost every project that either one of them does, the other sister would always be there, you know. It's a sister duo. And I think when they got older and married, that's when they started to do things apart. But it, from what I remember, it's a really awesome show. Or maybe that's just my young five-year-old brain just loving the sisters. And then Disney put them in, I think, three of their movies, Twitches, uh, one and two. And then 17 again. Well, not 17 again. That's Zac Efron. It was something where, you know, one was the granddaughter and the other one was a younger version of the grandmother. It was a really, it was a really good show. Well, a really good movie. And then there is What's New Scooby-Doo, my favorite version of the Scooby-Doo gang. Um, besides the one that was really popular uh, when they were kids, like, really young kids, you know, like, Scooby, do, do, I like that one, and, what's the Scooby-Doo, the charm is back to you, gonna find that story, uh, three seasons of this, it says the world is full of doggone mysteries, but it's nothing, four smart teens and a great dame, and a groovy van can't solve. You say Shaggy is smart. I say that's your prerogative. I think he's a simple guy. Anyway, moving on. The next one is Husbands in Goa or G-O-A. I don't know what that means. 
but it's a 2012 film. It's two hours, 30 minutes long. These, oh God. The, well, what? Three feckless husbands ditch their wives for a holiday, but their quest for excitement leads to trouble when they befriend a strange fellow traveler. Now, this is also an Indian movie, uh, a Malayalam language movie, a Malayalam movie. I know that uh, Indian, Indian uh, people have many different countries within India and um, like regions and sections and things like that. But they also have lots of different languages as well. They have as many languages as they have gods there. So it's pretty extensive. Anyway, Kismet, 2018, two hours, 17 minutes long, TV, PG. A young traveler moves to uh, Chandigarh and fire, wait, Chandigarh and falls for his bubbly neighbor. But their love story is affected by several heartbreaking twists of fate. It won for Best Actress and Best Debut Director Punjabi Film Awards. Nice. It's an Indian movie, Punjabi language. And, I don't know, good looking couple. I would like to watch this sometime soon. Okay, The Beat. 2012, it's TV rated mature, one season, the artistic pursuits of two childhood friends and an aspiring singer and talented dancer lead them to four other 20-somethings in a drumming solo group. Um, it is a Malaysian TV show, it's a TV drama, and I don't know. Alright, and... Can you just let me be great? Let me read the synopsis, please. Okay. El Sendero de la Anaconda is a 2019 TV rated 14 and up, an hour and 13 minute long film in the most remote areas of the Amazon. In the most remote areas of the Amazon jungle, a writer and his aunt. Anthropologist, 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 friend, meet communities who have resisted change for centuries. Um, I remember I was reading about, like, I was reading a bunch of books. Excuse me, I'm a bit tired. And just watching a lot of shows and things like that. It's a documentary film. And I I was like, I am totally going to just, like, I'm going to watch these things because I want to know about these people. But, you know, I don't want to contribute to being the people that intrude on other folks' life. That is horrible. Okay, so moving on. The world's most extraordinary homes. I I went deep into this because I I was like 
just don't know. I watched, like, so many of these. I don't even know if they're... Okay, there is a few that are still... Okay, because I... Oh, yeah, I remember uh, the one in Spain. It was in Spain, Caroline and Pierce. See, a farmhouse made of steel, a home with a floating pool, and a circular sanctuary, and a shared dwelling for three sisters. Now, these type of, um, it's three seasons. It's a TV-rated general for the general public. Um, it's a Netflix series. This type of thing, I would, I don't think I would ever do it over podcasts because I cannot explain to you in great detail the beauty and the sophistication and the dedication to detail and the simplicity of, you know, the simplicity of nature, but also its complexity. It's like, you have to watch it. You just have to watch it. And even if you don't, like, say for instance, you're deaf. I don't think you would be because you're listening to a podcast, but however... If you were deaf and you were able to find a way to listen or watch, you know, the podcast some some way, get this information that I'm giving to you through this um, medium, I don't think I could ever tell you. Because for me, I love greenery, even though um, the only thing I can really take care of are plastic plants, <laughs> but... Like, sometimes it's just when you see an architectural, wait, in, um, not an architectural space, but just an open space, the dimensions of just the beauty of God's work. It's just gorgeous. I can't, I can't even get around it. I was trying to get around it, but I can't. It's just, it's beautiful. And even the off-colors seem to be in the same palette with, you know, the overall look of the areas. It's really nice. And some of these houses look funky to, you know, um, <clears throat> the American eye and to many people who just kind of see houses as, you know, places to sleep and eat, not, you know, just be all the time. Like, you know, because there are people who prefer to work and not actually deal with, um, you know, this and that and this and that, but, um, it's really nice and it's really awesome. Um, go ahead and take a breather. Um, we will get back to you and you will get back to me after this break. Um, I'm not sure if this is going to be the first or if it's going to be the only break that we have. I'm not sure yet. Okay. Are you-